Oh, boy, here we go for the Thursday show. It is going to be fun today. I got something I'm going to do that I haven't done ever as far as moto interviews. Coming up in moments, we are going to have an interview with Mr. Danger Boy Hayden Deegan. Going to talk to him after getting up on the podium for the second time in his young career in Detroit. Nice conversation with the Danger Boy. Going to ask him about all of the hard racing, all of the battling with his own teammates and other people on the track. And it is what it is. Then immediately following that, I'm going to play a couple of clips from that same press conference. Because remember, I just record the whole damn thing. And then I can use any audio I want because it's part of promoting the sport. So that's what we do. That's the magic behind the curtain of the Wizard of Oz here. And... I'll break that down for you, how we do that and what happened and why some of the content with Hayden Deegan was not used during our interview because I don't want you to think I'm a giant douchebag. I cop to everything I do here. I'm an a-hole, I'm a, I am a uh, ball buster, and I mo- do most of that in just and fun, and I don't want to go after anyone. I don't want to be that guy. That's not what I need in my career and in my life. And I don't need that karma on me of being the a-hole that's trying to just go after a freaking 17-year-old kid in a press conference. I'm not going to name names and tell you who did it, but I'm going to play you the answers and kind of set up the situation. And I will tell you this, this clip involves Hayden Deegan and it involves freaking Hunter Lawrence. And it is must listen to. It is must listen to because this is behind the scenes moto and the scum that we deal with in the moto media. These are the people that hate us. These are the people that realize we've got, I don't know, 10, 20 times more people viewing our product and listening to our product than what they do. And they're resentful as hell to us, some of them. And some of them are just, I don't know, I, I don't like the questioning. But then again, I'm not a hardcore moto purist. I guess, too, if we were talking about baseball. We would be, you know, oh, this guy won, this guy's scummy, this guy's this, whatever. We would, that's how we would do our, our show. And then there would be the baseball purist who want to talk pitches and uh, pitch count and, and just bring you to ad nauseum with stats and stupid crap that you probably don't care about unless you're a diehard freaking baseball nerd. Well, there's moto nerds. And I'm not a moto nerd. You know what I am? I'm a moto fan, and I care about promoting the sport and growing the sport, and that's what the Big 49 is all about. It is a radio station created by fans of motocross who are here to promote the sport of motocross and watch it grow. And I'll tell you, in the three years that we have started here, is it a coincidence the sport is growing leaps and bounds? It is. And you know why? It's being promoted to a brand-new audience. A lot of people never really knew about it or they were very casual fans we dive into it wholeheartedly with our fandom and i think it's it's helping and we're never going to get credit for that no no one's ever going to give you credit for doing a good job or doing something to help them they're always gonna be like yeah well i was gonna succeed anyways you know yeah it's like rich kids when they're they're rich as adults and it's like hey didn't your parents give you a whole crap load of money to start your business yeah yeah but i would have been successful anyway if I'd have had nothing, I'd have been fine. My, my parents said nothing. Yeah, it's the same thing in every at work, in professional life, uh, whatever it is. So I get that. So that is coming up in moments. We will talk to Mr. Hayden Deegan, and then we're going to get into into that Hunter Deegan and that other reporter who I will edit out so you won't know who it is. 
Uh, then after that, I'm going to get into a couple in Parlez-vous Francais that had to change the name of their kid. Got a crazy story that happened in Denver yesterday. I got mean girls on steroids. You know girls are mean, and they're brutal to each other. I got maybe the craziest case of mean girls ever. Well, maybe not, because we do get those cases of mean girls where another girl dies. This girl didn't die, but damn near. So we'll get into this. It is crazy, man. And then I got a story that I might be in jail soon, so the 49 may come to an end. I, I think Moto Man and Kyle and Jason are going to get together and report me and try to get me uh, prosecuted. Yeah, we'll talk about this. I know what you're up to, you dirty mofos. I know you dirty mofos are up to. I'm watching you. I'm watching you guys. going to talk about this coming up. But next, Hayden Deegan. And then that Hayden Deegan, Hunter Lawrence uh, reporter confrontation all coming up here on a big 49. The man urged. This is fun. The SEC has charged eight celebrities, including Lindsay Lohan and Jake Paul, with illegally touting cryptocurrency and failing to disclose what they paid. Six of them all agreed to $400,000 settlements without admitting any guilt. There's a whole bunch of them in there. Rappers, there's a porn star in there, there's a pop star in there. A lot of people pushing that freaking cryptocurrency and not really reporting it, so they were in trouble. All right, a video surfaced yesterday of rapper Takashi69 getting his ass beat in the locker room of an LA fitness gym. He was in there just working out when these dudes just beat the hell out of him, had him on the ground stomping him and everything. And here's the story behind that. If you didn't know, he's famous for snitching in 2018 and testified against gang members and even testified against Cardi B and apparently has been very wanted in the streets ever since then. And he thought it was cool to be in this gym and apparently somebody saw him and said, snitches get stitches, and a bunch of dudes beat his ass. All right, KFC wants you to know whatever the hell TikTok says is a freaking lie because there's a TikTok viral thing where people say you can bring the bucket of chicken back in after you eat all the chicken and they'll give you free refills like it's some type of buffet. And they're like, F you, that stuff's expensive. We're not giving you crap. This is a load of crap. A whole bunch of fast food restaurants are getting all kinds of crap like this happen because dumbasses post fake videos on TikTok and then idiots believe those videos and they go in and it creates quite the drama in their stores. So KFC saying, don't come back here with your empty, greasy bucket, mofos. If you do, we're going to give you a new bucket and it's going to cost you the price of a brand new bucket of chicken. The Man Earth. Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with the dude that is the storyline of the night again in just his second podium in his very young professional career. I'm talking about star racing Yamaha's Hayden Deegan, a.k.a. the Danger Boy, gets up on the box again for another third-place finish in Detroit, but it is not without controversy again. And this time, uh, uh, Deegan, you are the man when it comes to battling, even with your own team. It doesn't seem like anybody gives an F. Can you walk us through what happened with you and Jordan Smith there, your teammate? Because it seemed like that was kind of gnarly, dude. Like, 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 what was going on? Yeah, man, I, I don't even know what happened. I wasn't paying attention, really. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, it was good racing, you know? It's fun, so I don't know. Yeah, I just had some fun doing it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now, Hayden, I appreciate the jokes, but it did look like as soon as that race was over, your own team was taking you back to the woodshed. Is everything cool? Like, Is everything squashed? No beef? No problem? No, the team's not mad? What's happening? 
Uh, yeah, it was it was all cool. It's just racing. <laughs> all right, and then just racing in that main event too, because in that first turn you went right into Hunter, the red plate holder, and and just battled with him as well. So what happened in that situation in the main event? Oh uh, yeah, I wasn't trying to be dirty on the start. I just okay. sending it. So I just ripped yeah. that first turn, and uh, yeah. I, I didn't mean to push out too wide. It was just hitting yeah. the first turn hard. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's doing good. I have no reason to mess with him at all. So yeah. uh, he's definitely faster. So, yeah, I mean, I just pushed out a little wide. But besides that, it was good racing. All right. And you, by the way, but, I mean, the point of this uh, to me isn't an accusation of that you're dirty at all. It's that you're a rookie and you've got no Fs to give that you're out there to win. And, and I freaking love it. Uh, it's, I mean, What's your vibe? What's your takeaway here as you're battling with these guys that have got way more experience than you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're out here racing, and yeah. uh, even though I'm the rookie, I still got to, you know, try and stand my ground a little. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, uh, uh, Hayden, you've tied Pops. You, you got your dad with his career podium total. You've already done that in, what, like six races here in your professional career. Uh, are you changing your expectations throughout the rest of the year? Like, is it we, we wanted to start here and get some experience? It's what it seemed like when they put you in, and now you're you're getting on podiums, you're battling, you're staying in the top five, you're looking really good in the championships points race, especially for a rookie. So, anything moving forward that we're gonna change as far as expectations with you and the team? Or is this just a, a build to the outdoor season where we're like, all right, now we know what we got and we're really going to go for it in the outdoor season? Like, uh, what's going on right now with you and the team and, and where they're expecting you to finish? Uh, yeah, I mean, outdoors is uh, what we grew up always racing. That's yeah. kind of, you know, what we, we grew up and then we turned pro and we raced Supercross. So we always yeah. grew up racing outdoors. So, I mean, there's no reason why I shouldn't go out there and do well. I feel confident that right. I can go out there and run with those guys. I mean, we just got to keep pinning and work and uh, trying to get a little faster, a little faster day by day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, outdoors is uh, coming soon. So um, those guys are going fast, and all we got to do is just keep working and see where we end up. All right, uh, uh, Hayden, congratulations on your latest podium. I know we're going to see you up here again. It's really fun watching you race and watching the fire in your belly, man. You are a young, hungry dude on the way up, and it's great for all of us to sit back and, and watch it. And and I know the armchair quarterbacks are calling this or that, and, and I love that it really seems like you just don't care. You're, you're just like, you know what, I'm racing my race, and I'm racing to win, and I don't care who I'm racing, and that is freaking awesome. Awesome, and you and your family have always been cool to 49. We appreciate you here and, and wish you the best of luck when we get back to 250 East Racing again in Atlanta. So go practice up, get faster, and we'll see you back on the box in a couple of weeks, man. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are going to talk a little bit about Moto more and in-depth in that Hayden Deegan interview and the press conference process and all of that stuff and I make no secrets about it we are invited to the press conferences for the most part we'll ask a question or two or we might ask something online or if Moto Man's there he'll ask something and you record the whole thing and you get the entire experience down and then since I am a radio editor of uh, just genius proportions I'm able to take the entire thing put it together and make it sound really good and make uh, really great interviews that work for promoting the sport of Supercross and Motocross and and our friends at Feld are full aware of the way we do it here, and they are freaking stoked on it, and, and it just promotes the sport, and it's good, and Big 49 is a big-ass rock and roll radio station across the entire country, and then... 
it you know isolates here in Southern California. Make no mistake about it, we're a Southern California rock station. But because we are internet driven, we are all over the entire world. I know we've got a lot of listeners over in the UK, a lot of listeners in France, in Belgium. Shout out to all of those. And there's people all around, all around the world listening to the Big Forty Nine. So that being said, I want to go back to something that happened in the press conference on Saturday night that I'm going to isolate out because I don't want to drop a dime on who it was, but I want to tell you I wanted no part of it. That's why it's not included into the uh, Hayden Deegan interview that you heard today because I'm like, I'm not touching this because I like this kid, man, and, and I'm not out to character assassinate anyone in a press conference. I don't need a headline that big. You know what I mean? Like, are that bad that that I can just go after someone? And and I'll tell you this. We've talked to Hayden Deegan. We straight up bum rushed him one time at Pala. He was just walking by the booth, not walking by, like, checking us out. He was just walking by. And I think it was Kyle, like, ran him down. It was like, hey, 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 Danger Boy, will you talk to us? And brought him over. And he was like, what is this? He didn't even know. He had no concept of who we were. Kid was still racing amateur. And he came in, sat down and talked to us and was really really a cool kid man i've got nothing bad to say about that dude i really respect and like his dad and the way he's brought those kids up and they're a racing family and they're great for the sport they're great for nascar they're great for motocross supercross and i just like everything they've done so going into the interview when i saw some it was, it was one particular reporter that i'm not going to name really goes after Hayden in the press conference. And the first question he has, and we all got to ask, everyone had to ask, hey, what happened with Jordan Smith? That's your teammate, and you guys were seriously battling, and we clearly saw at the end of that race, they brought you back to the trailer, and we know you got a good talking to. I don't think they're going to, you know, kick you off the team or anything like that, but they're definitely, you know, what happened? And, and then you also know, as a journalist, he's not going to answer you fully. He's not going to give you the dirt on what happened in the trailer and what uh, confidential conversations took place. He's just going to tell you, yeah, it was just racing. He's going to give you a generic answer. And you kind of move on at that point is the way it is. But this guy came with that hard on, on his first question. And it wasn't even like it was such a setup question in, in my eyes. The, the question that he asked Hayden is he says, do you feel bad at all about taking your teammate out of a championship hunt? And 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 even though it, it didn't matter and there were no points on the line because it was just a heat race, and basically look what you did to Jordan Smith. And this is Hayden's reply right here. Uh, yeah, I think he's in like fifth in points. I, he's a little out of it, but uh, besides that, I mean, it was it was good. I don't know. I'm not sure. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> Uh, all right, and right there. So you see Hayden's uncomfortable with the question. You could tell that, that there's like nervous laughter there. And and most people respect that. At that point, you're like, all right, you guys got some beef now. There's some crap in that trailer. They probably bitch slapped you a little bit in the trailer. And let's get on to the night. Because all in all, the kids, he's not a dirty kid whatsoever. He's a good, clean racer. He's really aggressive. And he's incredibly talented for a 16, 17-year-old kid out there racing with the big boys. So... All in all, I'm cool. I'm ready to move on there. This dude then continues on to press, and he's like, wait a minute, you're not paying attention, and, and starts to press Hayden Deegan. And this is where there's a dynamic that switches in this press conference at this point. And I will tell you this. If you're not a fan of Hunter Lawrence, you're insane. Hunter Lawrence is a freaking badass mofo. 
I dig Hunter Lawrence. And watch this. Now, remember, when we do these press conferences, it's the podium sitting at a table. One, two, three. And you're asking questions of the three of them. They all are answering the questions in front of the others. And at some point, as this dude continues to, like, basically call out Hayden for being dirty, the line of questioning continues at that point. And he's like, well, wait a minute. He was in a championship hunt. And da-da-da. And Hayden already explained, no, no, no. He, he wasn't in a championship hunt. He was kind of back there. And, and I want to win as much as anyone. It doesn't matter if I'm a rookie. You know, the the, the kind of uh, sum it up there. But listen to this. So that guy's still hounding Hayden, trying to basically make him look like a dirty rider and for uh, deliberately crashing a teammate, which wasn't the case. And then Hunter Lawrence chimes in on the questioning and pretty much bitch slaps this dude into oblivion. And if you, I, I love Hunter Lawrence more than ever now. Now my favorite Lawrence brother, not only that, he's my favorite dude in the 250 class period because I like this. He stood up for a young rider that he saw getting screwed over by a, a member of the press and he didn't need to. Usually they'll just sit there and be quiet and let you talk and then uncomfortable questioning. They'll all sit there and snicker at the other dude as he's getting screwed. No, Hunter Lawrence balled up, man, and, and defended Hayden Deegan right here. And listen to this. So the, the line of questioning continued at that point, and then Hunter chimes in. Check this out. Uh, it, I mean, he's my teammate, but he's a, he's a veteran. He's been in the sport for a while, and, uh, you know, I was just – up there, you know, battling. I want to win just as bad as everyone else, no matter if it's a heat race uh, or main. I want to win, so uh, just trying to push that. And Can what I was touch on Reagan's this up? for one second? I think I just wanted to point something out, which kind of it amazes me. So much of the people on social media, where everyone puts their you know expertise in, say, "Oh, the racing back in the '90s, early 2000s, like they were where men were men." They always talk about how gnarly it was, and then anytime a block pass or something happens now everyone cries about it it's that's just kind of a bit interesting it's either you know pick one you either want the gnarly block passes from 10 years ago and then when you get it everyone makes a big song and dance about it so that's my perspective you know i think it's uh it's a bit funny how that works i agree <laughs> Wow, and there you go. And there's De Deacon. I agree. Like, thank you for saving my ass. Because you got to admit, the Lawrence brothers, they've grown up in this ju just as much as Deegan grew up in it. We just didn't see it as much because his family, their family didn't have a YouTube channel as they were over racing MXGP in uh, the UK. And then they came to America and worked their way up through uh, the AMA system over here. So... That was Deegan who was like, thank you, like I agree, because Hunter jumped in and saved his ass there. And then what I love is the reporter started backpedaling like a mofo and basically, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Hunter, and now he's talking to Hunter. Now Deegan, who was being interviewed at this point, is off to the side. And here is uh, uh, the same reporter now coming at Hunter going, well, I wasn't trying to say he was dirty. I was just trying to say, you know, uh, don't, do you have a regret about, you know, writing uh, a teammate that hard, blah, 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 blah. And then and this is uh, Hunter's answer to that once again. But God, I, I just I love Hunter Lawrence after this. Yeah, for sure. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. take what you want. Everyone's easy to point the finger. You know, we're out there making decisions that uh, split millisecond, you know. People have all month to pay their phone bill and they still can't do that on time. So we're making decisions that, you know, such a fast reaction adrenaline, you know. And, and everyone, everyone, not just saying it for me or Hayden or speak for all the guys, you know. No one's perfect and we're under a microscope out there. So uh, the media is really quick to point the finger when someone makes a mistake. Oh, my God. Hunter 
filleted that dude. Hunter filleted that dude, then picked up the pieces of the freaking fillet and ran him through the freaking cheese shredder and just made him look like a douche. And by the way, he did not have to do that. Hunter did not have to do that. I can't tell you how much mad respect I have for Hunter Lawrence after that press conference on Saturday, watching him as the dude. He's the dude in the 250s right now. Him and his brother, and we know his brother's going up to 450s as soon as Supercross season is over. So it's going to be the Hunter Lawrence show in the 250s next year. Even if he wins a championship, he's not pointed out he can stay. And he kind of like steps up and looks out for a young dude. A dude that's not even on his team that he probably doesn't know that well. But I think Hunter sees the fire in that kid's belly. And he's like, dude, this kid's a rookie. And he's up here banging my bars in the start. Like he's here to freaking win. And, and I think he respects Deegan for that. And I just, I don't know. I thought it was really, really cool. Hopefully you guys did too. And I wasn't going to sit back and say, you know what? I'm putting that in the interview with Deacon because I don't want people to think I'm a douche. I'm like, dude, I don't think I'm that a-hole that's going to like try to put the screws to it to a freaking 17-year-old kid who's out there doing his job and he's getting paid to do a man's effing job and he's out there like laying it down and then you're going to try to, you know, make him look like he's this bad, dirty rider and he is not. So anyway, shout out through and through both to Deacon for handled as best as he could guy doesn't have that much experience on the podium and in those press conferences and then just shout out to Hunter Lawrence for taking the bull by the horns and and, and rectifying that situation as it happened right there nipping that freaking butt in the ass if you will so uh mad respect for Hunter Lawrence on this I am Stretch this is the Big 49 your home of Moto Rock Extreme Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. Timmy Roxon and basically everybody else on that HEP Suzuki team all posted videos yesterday of them out training starts. Looks like it's in Florida by the red dirt and the sunshine that's out there. And here's what's interesting about it. It's got four bikes in it off of the HEP Suzuki team. They've got the big uh, glowing yellow number 94, which is, of course, Kenny Roxon. you got Kyle Chiz at number 11. You've got Shane McElrath at number 12. And then there's the big red Suzuki ridden by Jet Lawrence, number 18. And yeah, that's right. Jet's been out trading with the HEP Suzuki guys in Florida. I think Kenny posts a video because in all five or six of them, Kenny wins the whole shot as they drop the gate over and over and over. Kenny wins all of them. And I'm also assuming this is Jet practicing on a 450 because the bike does not have a red plate on the background. It's got the number 18. It's clearly Jet on a Honda, but it does not have a red background. And that makes me think it's Jet just getting in those practices for gate drops in the outdoor season aboard a 450, which he will jump to as soon as Supercross is over. We will get to see Jet race this weekend, though, when the 250 West back in action in Seattle, and that's going to be a whole nother story to talk about. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. Uh, right now, we're going to go down under, if you will. The land of the Lawrence brothers, Australiers. Love Australiers, even though they annoy me because they don't listen to me when I say stay out of the water in Australia, you get killed. And they're like, oh, nothing to fear, mate. You're going to go on in the ocean. I smell, sure, I smell like a little bloodbath, but no shark's going to eat me, mate. No. Yeah, F you. You guys get eaten all the time. And I tell you, stay out of the water. 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 Don't go in the water. Sharks are crazy. But yeah, no. Do you listen to me? No really starting to try my patience, Australians. This story, though, this is crazy. This is uh, all seriousness. This is 
Mean Girls on Steroids. Listen to this story coming out of Australia. Police have arrested and charged um, some teenage girls with, I don't know what happened. They called another teenage girl and they lured her. They said, hey, we're having a party. Come out and party with us. So when this 13-year-old girl shows up, these are all girls, by the way. They take her, they tie her up, they throw knives at her, they break bottles on her head and face, and then they burn her and they, they torture her with burning. For five hours, they keep this kid captive, torturing this 13-year-old girl. So now you're like, all right, well, how do you think you're getting away with this? They're either gonna kill you so you don't tell, or, or they're getting caught, that's plain and simple. Well, no, they had better plans. They were gonna go full-blown gangster loped out. They uh, took the girl and they said, hey, we know where you live, you know? You, you, apparently they're friends with this girl. We know you have a little brother that's three years old and we're gonna kill your family. If you tell anyone, we are gonna kill your family. So they befriended the girl just two weeks before. They then allure her to this fake party at a home where they are laying in wait for her and they ambush her and beat her out. They break her arm too. Like, have you ever beaten someone so bad you broke their arm? Yeah, probably not. That's a serious ass beating. Well, then the girl comes home all beat to hell, bloody, burned, uh, broken arm, and the mom's like, what the hell? And that poor 13-year-old is terrified to tell her mom because she doesn't want her three-year-old brother to get killed. So she says, oh, no, no, no. I was on my way to, to visit my friends, and I got jumped, and they came and saved me. So she's defending these girls. And the mom's like, all right, something's not right. Well, then the dumb-ass other three teenage girls release a video on social media, a very disturbing video. And it shows two of the girls cornering this 13-year-old and hitting her and poking her with a knife. Like, what the hell? So they basically had gotten away with it. The kid was too scared to say anything. And suddenly, they posted on social media. And someone's like, what the hell is this? Now the police got involved. And the, the, the police hit the family. I don't know what they fear about teenage girls. I'll tell you, a teenage girl comes to my house saying they're going to kill somebody. Or if they harmed one of my children like that. Those would be some dead teenage girls at that point. Nothing's stopping you. you got to defend your family at all costs. And, and that's someone doing that kind of mental mind F on your 13 year old will put a parent into a rage but here they are the girl left with a broken arm covered in bruises black eyes a very swollen face from being stomped while she was on the ground a stab in her knee they say that just barely missed the tendon and other injuries from the beating and the five hours of torture Queensland police laid charges against the three teenagers that have been accused of being involved in situations. Well, accused of being involved in it. You mean the three teenagers that posted the video of them beating the Jesus out of this 13-year-old girl for no reason? Just for craps and giggles? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and drop a ledge here and say these girls did something horrible to this other girl. And they need to pay for it. All right, now speaking of doing horrible things to people... I'm looking at a story here. The woke world 
starting to prosecute employers. And I think Moto Man and Kyle and Jason are getting together and they're going to make a run at stretch. They're gonna, there's going to be a attempted hostile takeover here at the Big 49. Man, they're coming for me. They're going to get the DA on me. I don't watch it. I got to watch those guys. Got to watch your back at the 49. 49 ain't no joke. I'm like Takashi 69 in a restroom at the gym getting getting ganged up on. That's what's happening. I'm going to talk about this one next. So Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday, Dean Wilson of the Firepower Honda team posted a video of his wipeout in Detroit, and it said, note to self, respect the rut, don't commit and drag your peg. And that's exactly what he did. Coming around a turn, he drugged the peg at how deep and gnarly the rut was. He goes down, and that's the same crash, by the way, that ended up getting Chase Sexton deducted seven points for jumping on a red cross flag because Dino was down, like, kind of pinned under the bike for a second. Doesn't look like he was hurt, but he, he wasn't able to get right up. So the flag comes out. Chase gets the seven points. You see the video. You laugh. Then I look at the comments. The very first comment that was after Dean Wilson posted the video of him crashing, dragging a peg. Aaron Plessinger makes the first comment and it says, clipping the foot will cost you two. And I tell you, I still am not over that. I can't imagine how AP feels because I am still absolutely heartbroken over that crash that took AP out. And that's the first comment. He sees Dean Smith drag a foot peg and he's like, yeah, I clip your foot, that'll cost you two. And you're like, damn. Even Dino comes back and goes, Dude, I am devastated for you, mate. It's, everyone feels so bad for AP. Hopefully he gets it back this weekend in Seattle. We'll see. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it is a Stretch show right now, I'm going to tell you. I might have to get my voodoo back out. The voodoo may have to come back out. I know what you guys are trying to do. Get my voodoo. I'm watching you, Moto Man. I'm watching you, Kyle. I'm watching you, Jason. I don't think Biscuit is in on this. I never know. I can't trust anyone. Heavy is that head that wears the throne. That's what I tell you. I sense a hostile takeover coming at the Big 49. I saw this story that made me think, oh, these mofos. They're trying to make a run at the Big Dog. Yeah. The big Dog's name is Stretch Out Reek story goes into woke-ass states like New York and California are cracking down on abusive bosses. Now, granted, a lot of these people deserve to be cracked down on. They got fatalities in the workplace. They got people getting crushed to death by equipment. They got, uh, you know, uh, typically, though, I see this as lawsuits, not criminal matters. And I gotta think, I can see Moto Man in there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's what's happening. He's planning on like I go, and he tells me I have to be the drug mule. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure he's not going to try to shove a kilo up my butt. I'm not, I don't know what he's going to do, but I can see Moto Man in there saying that now. I can see Kyle in there going, yeah, I come in. I, I, I just work for, I work for liquid death energy drinks and, and ghost energy drinks and, and, and I don't know. I, I don't, he's mean to me and he brought a demon and he put it in my car and bad things have been happening to me. I can see them all now. Jason's like, I'm the nicest guy in the world and I don't know what happens. Stretch says I say bad things. And when it's really him, he says bad things about people, then credits it to me, and then I got to deal with it. Jason's going to roll up in the LA Fitness bathroom like Takashi 69 and get jumped, and they're going to be like, hey, we heard what you said on the radio, mofo. And he's going to be like, I didn't say it. It was Stretch. Stretch is a mean boss. Ah, don't beat me. That's what's going to happen. 
so they're trying to get together. They're trying to get their mean boss prosecuted. It's not gonna happen, punks. Snitches get stitches, bitches. Yeah, that's what I know. They go, they, even in Texas this is happening. They say a tiny, steady uptick of prosecutions in Texas, Iowa, Tennessee, not to mention San Diego. Uh, they got some people last week, like bosses, if you're a mean, bad boss, they're coming for you. The law's coming. I fought the law and the law won. That's what I know. Why do you think my Kaiser Soze plan of like a cocaine did not involve me? Other than me just cashing checks. Had Moto Man run it. Now they're all going in to tell on me. They're all going in to call up this. What happened back in the days? When you were the boss, you could get away with stuff. Remember when, uh, all joking aside at this point, remember back in, I remember the 80s. Okay, it was, I worked at a radio station. Granted, it was wild time in the 80s. And I had a boss, and it was the boss's birthday, and we all went into the conference room, and they basically hired a hooker to get butt naked and dance for the dude. I'm talking butt naked, grinding. Everyone was in there laughing. Everything was fun. I'm like, if that were to happen now, every single person in that conference room would have been fired. They would have brought counselors in. Like, times have changed. The stuff I used to see at work, how the stuff I used to do at work. I remember running around a radio station with no clothes on one time. I wasn't even drunk. I was just goofing off. I am just craziness. I remember one time, Red Man and Method Man almost got me fired because this is before, way, way, way before marijuana was legal. And they were in the studio with me, and next thing I know, they're smoking a big fatty, and the boss came and tried to roll me. I'm like, dude, I was, what do you want me to do? I'm not the police. I'm the white devil as it is. Don't put any more pressure on me. I got all mad at me. I'm like, dude, just let them do what they can do so I can record what I need to record and get the show on the air. Insanity. So I, I should have reported my boss for being mean to me back then. That's what I should have done. They had laughed at me and said, yeah, get the F out of here, you fat wanker. But now, my guys, they may have a case. Moto Man. I'm watching you, Moto Man. Watching you, Kyle. Jason. Watching you, too. Oh, you guys are out to get me. Yeah. If I find out you guys are talking into George Gascon, and he's coming for the stretch because of you guys, bad things are going to happen. I'm telling you that. Bad things are going to happen. And that's you, Gascon. You suck. I figure Gascon comes after me. I haven't done enough bad crime. I need to do really bad crime, and then he'll just let me go. Or steal, and he'll let me go. Apparently, if I hurt someone's feelings, though, I'm in trouble. You're going to throw the book at me. Giant vagina. L.A. District Attorney, you suck balls. All these DAs suck balls. Do your real job. Leave the bosses alone. We earned that right to be mean. <laughs> I'm stretch. It's the big 49. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz here's something to look forward to this weekend as these supercross heads into seattle washington we switch back to the 250 west and that means levi kitchen of the star racing yamaha team 
he is getting ready for a home race. Nobody else uh, big up in the circuit is going to be at a home race. Levi, though, is from the very famous Mototown of Washugo, Washington, and he is ready to race in front of his hometown crowd. Let's see if that can spur him up to the front, if he can take on Jet for the win. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. I am Stretch. It's a Thursday morning. Shout out to everyone we got on the show today. Hayden Deegan, Chase Sexton, unexpected, lovely encounter with Mr. Hunter Lawrence of the HRC Honda team. I love that, man. I love that. I love it when you see that dude stand up for that kid. Right there, that was a case of bullying. You're trying to bully Hayden Deegan, and Hunter stepped in. It was solid. I, I really, really liked that encounter. I, I loved it. All right, right now I'm going to tell you what happened over in France. Couple had a baby. It was a baby girl. And they're like, cool, we got a baby girl. Let's think of a cool name. Uh, their last name, because, well, they're vaginas, and the guy lets his wife hyphenate their last name. So their last name is Velasquez de Gris. Velasquez is not a French name, but de Gris is. I can't say it right. I apologize, France. I'm not making fun of you. I just can't speak French at all. I look at it, and I think I say it right, but I don't. I can say that Velasquez right. I grew up in uh, northern Mexico, a.k.a. Los Angeles, California. So they named their kid Hades. Hades Velasquez de Grey. She came into the world. They go, that's a beautiful name. I'm sure it sounds much better when you can say the French part of it accurately as well. So they filled out the paperwork on the birth certificate. And then they sent out their birth announcements. Welcome to the world, our beautiful baby girl. Hades. Velasquez de Well, the problem happened when they got a reply back from the government. And they're like, sorry, uh, we deny this name. And they're like, what? What do you mean you deny our name? They're like, yeah, you can't file this birth certificate with that name on it. You better change the name. Apparently, the mom and dad were completely ignorant to the fact that Hades is a Greek god of the underworld. Said so they had no idea. How are we supposed to know that the Greek god of the dead, Hades, identified with hell, is a bad word? And then they go on to say, it's not like we named our kid Lucifer or Satan. Because they'll do that too. You name your kid uh, Hitler. That's been rejected before. That happened here in America. They'll they'll deny you as well. So if you name your kid something demonic or awful, Belzebub. I was married to uh, Lucifer once. I think that was her name. They called her Lucy. I think her hair was. I think it was Lucifer. Pretty sure. Yeah. I, I get it. So at some point. The government can step in and deny your name, and the, and the parents are still claiming they had no idea. Either these are some devil-worshipping mofos, or these are some completely ignorant mofos. And they just thought Hades was a pretty-sounding name and gave it to their kid, not knowing the demonic uh, nature of that name. Yeah, that stuff's real. Uh, take it from a guy that has a demon loose at his radio station right now. That stuff's real. Don't F with that stuff. Don't make 
jokes about that stuff. In fact, don't talk about that stuff. I'm not supposed to be talking about it right now. I may have to punch myself in the nuts when I go into the, the break here. Yeah, we're not supposed to be talking about that around here. In fact, now I'm done talking. Now I freak myself out. Don't name your kid Hades or Hitler or Satan or Lucifer. Spad. Spad. The government will kibosh it in many countries. Then your kid will get bullied and then the kid's eyes will turn red and horns will pop out of his head and it'll like, ah, like creepy Carrie and burn everybody alive at the prom and it'll be your fault. It's all your fault for giving him that name. Yeah. So what happens. All right, up next. If you missed it with Hayden Deegan, we're going to rerun that interview next and then pack it up and get out of here. I'm Stretch. It's a Big 49. Big 49. It is a Stretch show on a Thursday morning. Shout out to our friend Chase Sexton. I'm telling you, I am not a... Honda fanboy like Moto Man and Jason for HYR. I am uh, uh, typically I like the underdogs, but I'm I'm loving those Honda riders right now. I dig Hunter Lawrence after last weekend. I'm I don't care what Hunter Lawrence does from here on out. I love that kid. I just absolutely there's nothing he could do to make me not be a huge fan and supporter of him. Chase Sexton, the first superstar to ever sit down with the Big 49, and that happened this year because typically. We get these press conference settings where you get them and you edit audio and you put everything together. Well, blah, 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 blah. I like this, man. Big 49's coming around, and I love those Honda riders right now. Chase and Hunter in particular. All right, right now, let's get into a crazy-ass story. Need to fear sending your kids to school, and that's terrifying. This happened in Denver yesterday. You got a 17-year-old boy. He comes to school, and school officials are patting him down, and they find a weapon, at which point it is a handgun, and he grabs the gun and shoots the two school employees and then runs away. School gets locked down. You got bad stuff happening. Happened at East High School in the Colorado city of Denver. I was on the radio in Denver for years and years. I wasn't stretched. They called me stench because my partner, Jamie White, is the devil. She's the devil. I'll tell you that. She is mean. I should have Jamie arrested for mean bosses. She wouldn't call me stretch. She's like, I'm going to call you stench. And then I had stuck. And that was my first day there. And no one knew who I was. And they haven't called me stench for like eight years. That's mean. That's cruel and unusual punishment. Jamie White is the devil. I'm going to put her in jail. <laughs> I loved, I loved you. I still love Jamie to this day. Oh, man, let me drink some of my liquid death. Give me a second. Ah, the Grim Leafer is good stuff. All right. So this kid, he whips out his gun, and he blasts these people. And then he fled in his 2005 Volvo XC90 SUV. And as, as of recording time, they had not yet caught this kid. But here's the crazy thing. You're like, wait a minute. They were patting the kid down. Yeah, this kid was such a behavioral problem that they had a deal that every day they patted him down for weapons because they didn't trust him. So while patting him down yesterday before school, he had a weapon, they found the weapon, he used the weapon on them and then ran away. To which you may be asking yourselves, why are you allowing a kid in school with normal kids that you have to pat down every day to make sure he's not carrying a weapon because he's such a behavioral problem? That's called get the F out of school and go homeschool or 
go to juvenile hall for all we care. I don't, I'm not about saving every child. I'm about protecting the masses from problem children. And that's what we need to do. Now, granted, they prevented a mass shooting because he obviously had a gun. It was probably going to kill more people at school that day. But two people got shot. Kid brought a gun to school. If there's a kid that's going to bring a gun to school, that's a kid that needs to not be in school. And if you can identify that kid beforehand, and apparently they have, story doesn't make sense. It's good in the sense of a mass shooting was avoided, and I'm glad that no children were shot. Bad in the sense of you had a kid that you knew was such a problem, you had to pat him down every day and check him for weapons that you were allowing to go to school on a daily basis with other kids. Yeah, I'm. if I'm a family member of the school employees, I'm suing the bejesus out of that school district. Yeah. And the Denver police chief said yesterday, like, we got no clue where this kid is. We're looking for him. We need help. If you see that Volvo, give us a call. The report even says, it's unclear why the boy was allowed to continue attending school if he was considered such a threat. Yeah, I'm with them. Here's the deal. You call those parents up and you you know your sweet little mother's darling? Well, your kid's a dick. And we don't allow dicks in our school. So your dick kid's got to go to school somewhere else because we're not letting him go to our school district. That's how you handle that situation. And they say, I'll sue you. And you say, your kid's a dick. F you. We'll, go, we'll take that to court. So I, I don't know. I don't know how this shook out, but it's... It's awful. Uh, so far, the people are still alive that were shot. The school workers. I don't know if they were security guards or what they were, but they worked for the school, and they were tasked with patting down this a-hole kid every day. Insane. Insane, insane. Like, that we live in that world. All right, coming up next, let's talk about a couple in Palais-vous Francais. They uh, they named their kid. They had, a, they had a baby, and they're like, we got a beautiful name. And they named their kid, and they thought everything was fine. And then the government came back and said, yep, eh, not so fast. Not so fast. We we reject this name. And they reject it. They had to rename the kid. I'll tell you what they named her. I'll give you a spoiler alert. They named their kid Moto Man. Only kidding. I'll tell you what it was next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big Four Nine. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. As I follow all these Supercross riders on social media, I can tell you I saw two things this week as everybody was getting ready for Seattle. I had Ken Roxon, Cooper Webb, Chase Sexton training in sunny, sunny Florida. Eli Tomac and Justin Barsha, they were training in gnarly-ass rain and mud. And in case you're wondering, the race this weekend is at Lumen Field. That's where the Seattle Seahawks play. And that is an open-air venue there in Seattle. And the forecast for Seattle currently is rain today, tomorrow, Saturday, and then it's going to stop on Sunday. So who's right, who's wrong in their training? I guess we'll find out Saturday night when we get to Seattle and we see what that track looks like and how muddy it just may be. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, here we go. It is Stretch Show. Packing it up and getting the F out of here for a Thursday. That means one thing. Friday. Friday is here. Supercross Eve is here. Supercross rolling through Seattle this weekend, possibly in the mud and the guts and the rain. 
see what happens. Sincere shout out to Hunter Lawrence after today's show. Sincere shout out to Hayden Deegan after today's show. Mr. Chase Sexton, old friend of the 49. All of those people, we appreciate you. Thank you for the time, man. All right, let's uh, get ready to pack this up. Oh, tomorrow also for Friday Spectacular, you got the Moto Palooza show at 3 o'clock with Moto Man. I don't know if Kyle's there. Kyle may be singing to the DA tomorrow trying to overthrow Stretch when they try to get Stretch arrested for being a mean boss. Yeah, I don't trust these guys. None of them. But that kicks off at 3 o'clock, and then we have an interesting start time this weekend for Supercross because we are back here on the West Coast. means 7 o'clock start. That means 5 p.m. is when we will start the pre-show. And we will go from 5 to about 10 o'clock at night getting our moto on Saturday. And we do it better than anybody. Better than anybody. That's why people hate us. That and I'm an a-hole, but more because we kick ass. When you're an a-hole, it's one thing. They're like, they'll tolerate you. But when you're an a-hole with success and then you gloat about it and rub people's face in it, people don't like you. Speaking from experience here. It's lonely at the top. Stretch. Everybody at the Big 49 hates him. <laughs> Everybody at the Moto Media hates him. Everybody at Radio, Terrestrial Radio hates him. But you know what? No Fs to give, man. We're racing, and I'm racing to win. That's what I know. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to bang. Sure, I'm a rookie at this owning a radio station thing, but I'm still in it to win. Shout out Hayden Deegan. You go get yours, young buck. Go do your thing. Don't let those big dogs push you around because you're brand new to the game. No, you go get yours. Go snatch it from their ass. Make them earn that crap. That's what I'm doing. That's what we're doing here at the Big 4-9. I appreciate the hell out of you guys for listening. Please tell everybody you can. Say, hey, I got a rock station. They, they, They play motocross. Sometimes they're funny. Go check it out, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.